here, but if you serve God long enough, it'll pay off. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy as we approach the word of God. We do so reverently and we trust that you will comfort us and help us as we look into your written word. In Jesus name and all of God's people real out said, amen. amen. You can be seated. Let's uh, uh, let me get my uh, I usually have this thing ready to go by the time I get up here, but. I was watching a puppet skit. John sixteen seven. John sixteen seven. Let's turn there. John sixteen verse seven. And uh, Jesus is speaking here, and he says, "Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Now, how can that be? It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper." Does anybody know who he's talking about there? Talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, you, you understand God is one, but he's manifested in three distinct persons. The Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, did Jesus depart after he was raised from the dead? He ascended to the right hand of the Father. Is that right? And he sent forth the Holy Spirit. And of course, on the day of Pentecost, you understand that the Holy Spirit came. They were the believers, people that are, were already saved, already had had the, the Spirit of God in them. They were born of the Spirit. They were headed to heaven. Is that right? But on the day of Pentecost, they got what Jesus called baptized. Realize, say baptized. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And that's when the Holy Spirit came forth into the, into the earth, you know, and was made available to the believer. And, uh, and, and he said here that it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then the helper will not come. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. And he did that. You see, you might ask, how can it be to our advantage that, that Jesus go and the Holy Spirit come? Well, think about this. Jesus, in his earthly ministry, when he was here for particularly those three and a half years that he ministered uh, under the power and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he could only minister to one person at a time. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about that? He could only minister to one person at a time. Remember when he was uh, summoned to go to Jairus, uh, his house. Remember his little daughter lay sick at the point of death. How many remembers that? And, and so Jesus was on his way over there. But then as he was headed that way, somebody pulled on his on his coat. Who, pull, who pulled on that? The woman with the issue of blood. Then, then Jesus had to stop what he was going to do with Jairus. And he then ministered to the uh, woman with the issue of blood. Is that right? And, and, then, and so he had to put Jairus on hold for a few moments. And then, he, you know, of course, he ministered to the woman there, you know. And then after he was done with her, then he went over and raised Jairus's daughter from the dead. But you see, Jesus could only minister to one person at a time. How many of you know he never stopped being God when he was here on the earth? He was 100 percent God. Is that right? 
But, but he laid down not the possession of deity. He laid down the expression of deity. And he was just as much human as you or I. Is that right? Doesn't the Bible say God cannot, uh, does not sleep or slumber? Doesn't the Bible say that? Yes. Did Jesus ever sleep? Yes. Yeah. Does the Bible say that God cannot be tempted with evil? Is that right? But, but was Jesus ever tempted? Yeah. So you see, how, how do you explain that? Wasn't he God? Yes, he was God, but he wasn't operating here in the earth as God. He was operating as a man, though he was God. He was operating as a man anointed with the Holy Spirit, you see. And in his humanity, he could only minister to one person at a time. But once he goes back into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, he sends the Holy Spirit forth. And how many of you know the Holy Spirit is omnipresent? He can minister to everybody all at the same time. He can minister here in Fenton and he can minister in, in Africa. Is that right? All at the same time. So how many of you are glad that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, but he sent the Holy Spirit for you? How many of you are glad about that? I'm, I'm glad about that. And so... We have the Holy Spirit. Now, notice here in Revelation chapter one, verse four. Let's go there. The Amplified Bible. If you don't have that version, it'll be on the screen. Revelation one, verse four. Amplified Bible. The Apostle John is writing here under the direction of the Holy Spirit. He says, John, to the seven assemblies or churches that are in Asia. May grace, God's unmerited favor, be granted to you and spiritual peace, the peace of Christ's kingdom from him who is, who was, who is to come. And from the seven spirits. And then the Amplified, Amplified says the sevenfold Holy Spirit before his throne. Now. John is talking about the Holy Spirit here, but he says the seven spirits and then the Amplified brings out the sevenfold Holy Spirit. Now, how many of you know there's not seven Holy Spirits? There's just one. Is that right? Just one. Realize, say one. Just one Holy Ghost, one Holy Spirit. And I say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, same, same person. And, and by the way, the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person. You need to understand that. Don't refer to, to the Holy Spirit as it. He's not an it. He's a person, you see. But notice there's not seven Holy Spirits. So you say, well, what does this mean? Well, first of all, the word that number seven has to do with completeness. And what this is making reference to is the complete ministry of the Holy Spirit. And actually it's talking about the sevenfold ministry, the complete ministry, the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit to the church. And that's what I want to talk to you about for just a few moments today. The sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit to the church. Now, you need to realize that the Holy Spirit has a ministry to the world. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that today because I'm going to talk about the sevenfold ministry that the Holy Spirit has to the church. Now, the, the, the ministry that the Holy Spirit has to the world, I'll just briefly mention it. It's, it's not sevenfold, it's threefold. Three, there's three parts to it. His ministry to the world. Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, he said that the Holy Spirit would convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, that's another message for another time. But I want to talk to you today about the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit to the church. Notice in John 14, 16. 
John 14, 16, again, the Amplified uh, Bible brings this out. John 14 and 16. Jesus said, I will ask the Father or I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. And then the Amplified goes on to amplify the word here. Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Now, when you count those up, I used to be a math teacher. I taught junior high, high school, and college. I like teaching college better than junior high. For obvious reasons, I suppose. But if you can, I can still count. Let's count here. Uh, comforter would be counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. How many is that? That's seven. See, the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit to the church is listed right there. He's the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, and the standby. And Jesus goes on to say that he may remain with you forever. And so I'm glad that the Holy Spirit is here. And I'm glad that he has a sevenfold ministry. But you know... You need to know what that ministry is, and we've given you some, somewhat on it here. But, you know, you need to understand and know some things before you can take advantage of, of, of some things. Is that right? Did, is, is there a scripture that says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge? And, and, you know, there's a lot of Christians don't know that the Holy Spirit has a seven-part ministry to the church. And if you don't know that, you can't take advantage of it. Do you realize that? It's like if you had a million dollars down at the bank, but you didn't know it was there. It, 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 it could be there. It could be yours. But if you don't know it's there, you can't take advantage of it. Is that right? And so the Holy Spirit is here and he has a seven part ministry to you as the church. If you're a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, then he has a sevenfold, a seven part ministry to you. And you need to realize what that is. And and then you can take advantage of it again. Comforter, realize say comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener and stand by. Those are all good things. How many of you are glad he's here to do all that for us? I sure am. Praise God. So let's go through and talk a little bit about each one of these comforter. First of all, he's the comforter. And that word means to soothe when in distress. To soothe when in distress. I've been in some distress in my life. And the Holy Spirit's always been there to soothe me when I've been in distress. It also means that word comforter to ease the misery of sorrow and grief. To ease the misery of sorrow and grief. So if you're going through a time of sorrow, if you're going through a time of of misery, a time of grief, you need to realize that the Holy Spirit is there to soothe you in the midst of that distress. You know, there are several different things in Scripture that that is likened to the Holy Spirit, one of which is oil. Uh, oil. And uh, how many of you know that oil will soothe? 
It'll soothe. I mean, there, I, I, I know there's a few times I've gotten a sunburn. Has anybody ever gotten a sunburn? And, and, and I know, Diane, there's this, there's this, uh, it's, it's green, green looking stuff. I don't know, but I, my wife, Diane, she brings that green, what's it called? Uh, and, and, and I've been burned all over. One time we went to the, uh, to the lake. Remember we went to the lake in Oklahoma? Yeah, we didn't go to the beach that day. We went to the lake. It wasn't a pretty lake, as I recall. And I was laying on, the, we was up on the, on, the, on the dirt and the rocks, and we had our towels out there. We laid out in the sun. And, and we got burned I, I, real bad. I mean, burned bad. I mean, bad. Like, I mean, it was like red like this tie all over, you know. And so I'm at home and I'm almost in tears. We're all in just about in tears. And she went and brought out this bottle of green goop. I don't know. What's it called? Aloe. And, and put you know, but what, when that went on, it was cool. And, and, and I said, Diane, just keep rubbing that on. So she started at one side. By the time she got down to the feet, then she did the back. Then I turned around. She did it all again. Because that stuff doesn't last as long as you'd like it to last. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is better than Alo. You know, he'll last just as long as you need him to last. You know. You know, in time of people's greatest sorrow, I've learned this as a pastor over these many years. In time of people's greatest sorrow, the words of man or woman, boy or girl, are always seemingly inadequate to bring an ease to a person's sorrow. But thank God for the ministry of the Holy Spirit as comforter. I can't tell you how many times I've, stand, I've stood side of a casket with somebody and their loved one had passed. Sometimes it's been untimely, you know. You know what I mean, untimely? They, they, you know, the person in the casket is, is, hadn't lived out their life, you know, died in midlife or whatever. And so much grief and so much sorrow. And, and uh, you stand there as a pastor and folks look to you and... You know, and, and, and that's fine. And, 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 and we have comforting words and, and all of that. But I've never, I've never been able really to comfort somebody what they really needed. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if they'll look to him, time and time again, I've watched people, they look to man and there's just this, there's an inadequacy. But when you look to the Holy Spirit, he's adequate and he'll comfort like no man ever could. Can you say amen? amen? So he's the comforter. And then let's talk about the counselor. He's also the counselor or the guide. Look at the guide. Look at John 16, 13. John 16, 13. I'm teaching these to you this morning so you can know about the ministry of the Holy Spirit to you as the church. And take advantage of, uh, of these, the, these ministry, this ministry that he has. Look at uh, John 16, 13. Jesus says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come... He will what? He'll guide you. See, that's what a counselor does. They guide. 
I know when I was in high school, they, they called me and the counselors called me in and they'd meet with me from time to time and they'd, they'd guide me and they'd tell me, now you need, now next year in your, in your sophomore year, you need to take this class, this class, this class, this class. And then junior, uh, when I became a junior, they, before we went into, you know, in scheduling, they, they, now you need to take this class, this class, this class, this class, you know, and, and then the senior. I remember, uh, and because they're doing that to be sure you have enough credit so that when you finish your senior year, you can graduate. I remember one time I went to the Merrimack Caverns. Anybody ever been to the Merrimack Caverns? Does anybody know who hit out there? Jesse, uh, Jesse James. And, and I've been in there and they got the stalactites and stalagmites. And I still don't know which one hangs down and which one goes up. I, I don't know. But I do know that, that I'd have got lost in that cave if I wouldn't have had a guide. Realize, say guide. And the guide was in there and they had a flashlight or whatever, you know, and they'd, we'd walk around and they'd, you know, have you, have you ever gone into a movie theater, you know, and, uh, and it's, you get there late. Now, nobody would ever get, come late to anything. Is that right? Nobody would ever come late to anything. I'm just teasing with you. But, uh, but here's the thing. I, I've showed up late a time or two uh, uh, to the movie theater years back. Uh, when the lighting wasn't so good, and there'd be a, an usher and that usher would have a flashlight. Now they've got everything lit up. And I usually like to get to the movies when I go a little bit late because I don't like sitting through all the, the commercials, you know, they take about a half hour. But that's that's another story. But when I'd get there, there'd be a guide or an usher. They have a flashlight and they would take you to your seat. Well, thank God we have the Holy Spirit and he's the guide and he'll lead us and guide us. Notice here, John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will realize, say, guide. Yeah, he'll guide you into all what? Truth. Well, he's talking about the Bible. You got somebody to help you study the Bible. That's didn't Jesus say about the, the, the word of God? The, he said, thy word is truth. It's truth. And so you've got the Holy Spirit. He'll guide you into all truth. You've got somebody to help you study the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit. He'll guide you into all truth. Now notice this. He'll not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will. Oh, this is a good one here. He will what? He'll tell you things to come. Now, we need to take advantage of that ministry right there. You can spend time with the Holy Spirit and he'll tell you things to come, things to come in your life, things to come before they ever happen. Now, why does he do that? He does that. Now, now listen carefully. He does that to get us ready for things. He does that to get us ready for things. And here's something that I've learned about the Holy Spirit. And I've, I've learned this as I've as I've grown in the Lord over the years, that that sometimes the Holy Spirit will guide you around a situation. Oh, I love it when he does that around it so that you never have to go through it. You listen to him, he'll guide you. Just like that, that, that usher at the movie theater with the flashlight. He'll guide you around any obstacles, you know, so you don't fall, fall in the dark. And, and the Holy Spirit will guide us and he'll, he'll guide us around things very often times so we don't have to go through them. But you need to also understand this. There are times that the Holy Spirit will guide us through the midst of a problem. Through the midst of a problem. Now, wouldn't it be nice if he always guided us around the problem 
and navigated us around the problem. I, I, I remember one time Diane and I, we, we were on vacation and we were getting ready to, to, to fly back. And I always like to try to catch the pilots, you know, when they come out for coffee. Because I want to know who's flying my plane. And Diane always says, sit down, shut up, sit down. Sit down. No, I want to talk to these guys. I don't know who's flying my plane. <laughs> and so the one time we were, we were getting ready to come back and, and before they, you know, the, the plane comes in, lands, the pilots get off. They come in to get their coffee and donuts. And, uh, and so uh, I, 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 I had watched the weather before uh, we got to the airport that morning and I'd seen that, that there was a storm in a certain area we was going to fly over. And, and, and so I went to the, when they got off the plane, I kind of walked up side of them. Hello, sir. You know, how are you doing? And fine, fine. You know, and, and, and I'm a pastor from the Fenton area in St. Louis. We're going back that way, aren't we? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and so, uh, you know, and I said, it is safe to fly, isn't it? And, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, the one guy told me today when I was young, not today, the one day he grabbed a hold of me. He said, son, I was younger, son, he said, you know, the most difficult job about my job as a pilot. I said, what is that? He, dangerous. What's the most dangerous job, thing about my job? I said, what is it, sir? He said, drive into the airport. <laughs> but anyway, so this one time I, there was this storm. I knew he was going to have to fly over the storm. Through, you know, and so I get the guy and I said, sir, I said, you're flying a plane back to St. Louis. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, uh, did you know, <laughs> did you know there's a storm up over Texas? He looked at me. He said, yeah, I know it. I said, what, what, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> He said, we have plans to navigate around that, son. We're going to go around it. It's going to take us about 20 more minutes to get back to St. Louis, but we're going to go around it, if that's all right with you. I said, oh, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. Now you think I made that up, but that's a true, isn't that true? Diane says, sit down, shut up, sit down, shut up. <laughs> we came in for a landing at Lambert one time, and, and uh, we land the plane, and the, uh, the pilot lands the jet, you know, 737 or whatever it is. They land it, everything's fine, and we're taxiing over to the terminal. Driving, you know, taxi, you know what I mean? It, the flight's ended. Landed, we're taxiing over to the runway. And I say to the lady, because Diane doesn't like sitting inside of me when we fly. She, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so anyway, uh, I, I, I had talked just a little bit to the lady side of me, you know, and we landed and we're taxiing over to the terminal. And I said to her, I said, this is my most favorite part of the flight. And she looks at me and she says, we know one thing. You're certainly not related to the Wright brothers, are you? <laughs> but you see, the Holy Spirit will guide us 
around like that pilot. They navigated us around the storm. But you need to understand there's sometimes the Holy Spirit will he'll tell us things to come. He'll guide us through the storms of life. Did you hear what I just said? How many of you know Jesus directed the disciples one time to go to the other side? He knew the storm was going to be out there, but he had given them what they needed to get through that storm to the other side. Is that right? Now, they didn't do as good as they should. And is, is it good to know that we, when we don't do as good as we should, the whole the, the, well, Jesus will show up. But, you know, then he was there with them. But but the Holy Spirit will show up to help us. Is that right? You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember them? God didn't direct them around the fire. They had to go through the fire. Is that right? How many of you know they had to go through the fire? But because they had a right heart and they decided that they were going to serve God no matter what. They said, we know he'll deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're going to serve him anyway. Remember that? And they went through the fire. But how many of you know they came out on the other side and they weren't even they weren't burned. In fact, they didn't even smell a smoke. Is that right? So you need to realize the Holy Ghost will lead us many times around a problem. But there's sometimes he'll he'll go uh, navigate us through the problem. But you know what? He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Isn't that wonderful? How many of you can say praise God on? that. And then the next one is helper, is helper. Real I'll say helper. Yeah, he's a helper. How many of you like having help? I like having help. The primary definition actually of the word, the Greek word used to define the Holy Spirit's sevenfold ministry to the church. The Greek word is parakletos. Parakletos, I'm not going to ask you to spell that, but parakletos, and it means this, one called alongside to help. Realize, say help. Yeah, he's called alongside us to help us, to help us. The Holy Spirit is called alongside us to help us. Now, I think one thing, and I've made this mistake in years gone by. But uh, I'm going to, Brian, come here. We're going to let him pretend for a minute that he's the Holy Spirit. Just, he's not, but we just pretend. So he's called alongside me to what? To help. Now, now here's where I've made a mistake, and I think most Christians have at one time or another. All right. uh, uh, Help me move this over there. Let's go. Come on, help me. Help me. Come on, help me. Help me move that. Help me move it. Help, huh? I what? Well, I don't want to do Why do I want to do that? Oh, there you go. Do it. Yeah. Oh, but you see what a lot of Christians, when they say help, they think do it for me. See, now, without him... I'm going to try to move this thing. Can't get it done. Now, most people say, want the Holy Spirit to do all, all the work. But then again, see, I'm having trouble. But now if he comes along to help, see, we just see how easy this goes. When you got somebody to help. That's what the Holy Spirit's there to do. Thank you. Is to. Yeah, you better help me move it back. <laughs> Thank you. But you see. But but that's a good illustration. A lot of Christians want the Holy Ghost to do all do everything for them. But we have a part to play. Did you hear me? 
Look at this, John 14, 26. Go there in the New King James Version. Uh, John 14, 26. It'll be in the New King James. I'm using Amplified some today. But notice this, the Helper, the Parakletos. Look at that, the Helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your what? Remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, that's a great, that's a great thing. That's a great ministry of the Holy Spirit. But guess what? We've got to do some work first. We've got to get into the Bible and we've got to study the Bible for him to for him to bring something. And we saw earlier, he leads us and guides us in all truth. He'll help us in our study. But but we we've got to do some work. We're allowed to say work. Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God, a, a workman. Rightly dividing the word of truth, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Is that right? So we, if we'll get in there and study the Bible, then, then now, now I don't know, I, I study the Bible, but I can't remember all of it. Can you remember all? I can't remember all of it. But you know what? I've studied it. I've put it in my spirit, in my heart. And then you get under pressure. You get under pressure and you how many of you know when you're under pressure, the brain a lot of times just kind of goes blank. But thank God, the Holy Ghost, he's in your spirit. And guess what he'll do? He'll bring all, say all things. Yeah, all things to your remembrance. But it's talking about the word of God. Have you ever been in a situation where pressure's on and, and, and the mind goes, you know, goes blank? And, but the Holy Spirit has brought something up in your heart, in your spirit. Isn't that wonderful? See, and that's what what he does as a helper. He he helps us and he'll bring things to our remembrance. But we've got to put the word of God in us for him to bring it to our remembrance. He also look at Romans 826 real fast, if you would. Romans 826. He also helps us in prayer. Look at this. Romans 826. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also notice helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we Ought. See, I've been in places in my life where I didn't know how to pray concerning a situation, but the Holy Spirit always knows how to pray and he'll help us in our weaknesses. And when we don't know how to pray for a situation, then he'll help us. He'll bring the word of God to our remembrance for us to pray and hold before the father. Notice here, um, Romans eight twenty six. Let's read on here. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession. Now, one of those seven things was intercessor. Is that right? We're allowed to say intercessor. So now we're talking about we just talked about his ministry as helper. But now we're talking about his ministry as intercessor. See, as helper, he helps us. He, he, he brings to our remembrance things that, that, that Jesus had said. He helps us in our prayer life because we don't always know how to pray as we ought. But notice, he's also an intercessor. And the word intercessor means to pray on behalf of others. And notice here in verse 26, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so there's a whole ministry of the Holy Spirit that he'll intercede and pray for you. It's in other tongues, you know, and sometimes he'll take hold with you in your understanding. 
And, and be that as it may, but uh, there's times, how many of you, you've ever been in a situation where somebody needed prayer, you needed to inter- intercede for them, and you didn't know how to pray? So the Holy Spirit, He'll help you. He'll help you. And then when you get to a point where you don't know how to go any further in that prayer, then He'll take hold with you, and He'll pray the thing out, you know, through you. How many of you know the Heavenly Father, it would seem that He doesn't do anything in the earth unless we give Him an avenue to do so through prayer. Is that right? And so, then we, we, we have the Holy Spirit. He's in us. He's alongside of us. He's with us. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. He helps us. And when we don't know how to pray as we ought, then He takes hold with us and He makes intercession and it's according to the will of God. And that avenue is, is paved, if you will, for, for God the Father to move in the situation and bring about good. Can you say amen? So let's take advantage of the ministry of the Holy Spirit as intercessor. And then just a couple more of these. Advocate. He's an advocate. What is an advocate? A person who pleads another's case. An advocate is a legal assistant. You see, the Holy Spirit will help us, as we said in prayer, to plead our case before the Father. He's a supporter and he's a defender. He's a counsel for the defense, if you will. Now, now, something I've learned about the Holy Spirit over the years is this. Now, listen carefully. What did Jesus say when somebody pops us on one cheek? Do what? Turn the other, turn to him the other also. Now, when I read that years ago as a young boy, I thought that Jesus wanted us to be a punching bag for the world. Just smack you on one and smack you on the other. Smack you on one, you know, just turn, keep turning the other cheek. But uh, I, I, I can't I can't resist. I got to tell you, I was playing racquetball one day, and, and, and I, I'm up there, and the guy, his name was Jay, the guy I was playing with, and he hit me. He was standing behind me, hit me with the racquetball. It was an accident, and he hit me real hard in the backside. And I got angry. I got mad as a wet hornet. Anybody's ever been mad as a wet hornet? You ever seen a pastor get mad as a wet hornet? And I turned around, and I went up to him. And I looked at him and he looked at me. And I looked at him and he looked at me. And I was just about ready to tell him what I thought. And he said, my pastor, my pastor. Said, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. And, and. True story, I went up, I did, and it was an accident. He didn't mean to, but within about three shots later, he, he, he hit me there too. But here's what I've learned about the Holy Spirit. How many of you know you can have fun and teach the Word of God? Is that right? Uh, what did Jesus say when we're hit on one cheek, we what? Turn. Now, I've learned this about the Holy Spirit. Now, listen. He does, Jesus doesn't want us to be a punching bag for the world, but the Holy Spirit's an advocate. He's a defender. And he'll defend you if you'll turn the other cheek. See, I learned this a long time ago. When somebody does something mean to me or they talk bad about me or they do something to me that I don't like, the flesh... We still have this flesh to deal with. The flesh wants to retaliate. The flesh wants to put the boxing gloves on and go out there and, 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 and retaliate. But if we'll just... Don't put the boxing gloves on. Sit down. Turn the other cheek. Then the Holy Ghost will put the boxing gloves on. And he'll deal with the situation for you. 
As long as you've got the boxing gloves on, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he'll just sit ringside in the corner and let you do all the fighting yourself. But if you'll turn the other cheek and go sit down in the corner, hold the towel, then he'll put the gloves on and he'll go out and he'll fight your battles for you. And if you let him fight your battles for you, how many of you know he wants to bless everybody? Is that right? And a lot of times that person that, that did you harm, if you let the Holy Ghost get involved, he'll, he'll con- he's got a ministry to the world. He'll, he'll convict them of their sin. They're liable to get saved and not be a problem to you anymore. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Can you say Amen. Glory to God. So he's a defender. So don't fight your own battles. Let him do it for you. And then he's strengthener. He's a strengthener. Ephesians 3.16. We're almost done here. Ephesians 3.16. Strengthener. Ephesians 3.16. How many of you could use a little strength today? Well, right. Call on the Holy Spirit. Don't look to me. I'm just a man. Call on the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? To be what? Strengthened with might through through who? His spirit. Where? In the inner man. It's talking about in your spirit. So he'll bring strength to your spirit. And actually, the Bible talks about he'll quicken your or bring strength to your mortal body. He'll strengthen you spirit, soul and body if you'll just look to him and, and depend on him. Glory to God. And then finally, and we'll close with this. The Holy Spirit is our standby. Realize, say standby. Now, this word standby, it implies power available in time of need. How many of you have ever been in time of need? And you needed some, you've needed some power, some standby power. Well, the Holy Spirit is your standby power. He's there. He's ready, willing, and, and available, and more than, more than adequate, more than, more, more, He's more than you need, praise God, to strengthen you in time of need. I'll, I'll, I'll close with this example. Have you enjoyed some of the examples today? But years ago... Uh, when, when I was 17, 18 years old, I got my first car and, and it was a puddle jumper. You know what a puddle jumper is. Now, how many of you know it beats that beats walking? And, but it was just one step up from the Flintstones. Now, you know, Fred and Barney, how they use their feet, you know, that, how many of you know, you got some culture, you know, the Flintstones. Okay. Well, it was one step up above that. And I remember the drive I had, would have to make several times a week. I'd have to come up Antire Hill, coming from Eureka to Fenton. And I'd be coming up that hill in that puddle jumper, and I'd always get, seemingly, not always, but so much of the time, I'd get side of a, of a vehicle and sometimes even a Mack truck, you know, going up that hill. And they go slow. But, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get up that hill, and it's just... And we always got up over the hill, but it was, it was, you know, and I'd have people come up side of me in these other cars, you know, and they'd, they'd just sit there and look at me and then they'd just go on and I'm just left in their dust, eating their dust, you know. So then uh, we're talking about standby power. And so then as time went on, I bought a, I, I got another uh, vehicle and it was a step up from that, but it was still a puddle jumper. How many of you know that beats walking? And so we did the same scenario for several more years, you know, and I'm eating people's dust coming up an entire hill. Amen. And he could have beat me in his little trolley car that he has there, probably. It's bad. It, was, it was embarrassing. 
So finally, I got to a point in my life where I had, had enough money, I bought me a for real vehicle. And it had, I don't know what it was called, but it, it would, remember that blue van? And that thing would go and man, it would just, it, it, you'd hit that button and it would just, you remember that? And so the first time I had that thing, I couldn't wait to get the entire hill. They talk about standby power. And, and, and so I got up on that hill and I found somebody. It wasn't a little old lady. It wasn't a little old lady. But it was, it was you know, I, I tried to find a teenager or somebody that, you know, because they like to go fast. And I had me a real vehicle. And so we're sitting there going up the hill, you know, and, uh, and I, and I kind of looked over at them, you know. They looked at me. I hit that button and, and I took off over the hill and they ate my dust for a change. Glory to God. And I was proud of myself. Glory to God. I'm humble and I'm proud of it. No, I'm just teasing. But, but that was a good feeling. Amen. Because I need, I had, I realized, say, the pastor had standby power. Yeah, I had standby power, you see. And so, so when I needed it, I just hit that button and true, off I went. Well, you know, it's a crude example, but you know, I want to say this. The Holy Spirit is there. He's with you. He's in you. And He's standby power. Power available to help you in time of need. And you get in that midnight hour. You get in that place where bad news has come. You get in that place where it seems dark and, and it seems, it seems bleak and it seems bad and it seems like there's no way out, go to the Word of God and, and, and stand on the Word of God and call on that precious Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, you call on Him in the name of Jesus in faith. Praise God. It'll be like me hitting that button on the entire hill only better and He'll go into, into operation and that standby power will raise up on the inside of you and you'll come out of that situation on the other side. Praise God. You won't even smell a smoke and you'll dance a little jig in the Lord and people will be blessed and you'll be blessed and, and things will be... Whew, and you'll just have a shouting time. Can you say amen? amen? Well, stand with me if you would and let's raise our voices to God just a minute here before we leave here today. Cry out to Him. Raise your voice and thank Him for that precious ministry of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, many, 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 men. Amen. All right. Let's say this. Say, Holy Spirit, we call on you. Be our comforter. Be our counselor. Be our helper. Be our intercessor. Be our advocate. Be our strengthener. And be our standby power. We call on you now. On your sevenfold ministry. We receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you need to make a decision to receive Him before you leave today. So there'll be some men and women standing up here in the front. 
If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never repented of your sins and asked him to come into your heart. Or maybe you walked with him at one time, but you kind of grew cold and, and, and you haven't been walking with him as you should. When we dismiss, come up front here. Get with one of these nice people and they'll pray with you and they'll, they'll help you and, 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 and they'll assist you. Praise God for